Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Just know that it will be all right. It will be all right. It will be all right. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hey, y'all. Hello, hello. Hi, guys. How are What's you? Going on? How's your day going? It is going pretty good. I had I got really up, well. I went shopping. I actually worked out this morning. Really? What did mm. you work out? I um I did I put on the the little weight things on my legs and then I went walking on um Woodway. I really mm. I was like, Oh, oh how how good. did you feel afterwards? The same, but <laughs> but it's the first day, so it's okay. It's the first day, you yeah. Know, it was pretty cool. It's I was like, I was cute. up. I ain't got nothing to do. I got some blisters on the back of my feet. Though. Oh, you didn't wear the right shoes, boo boo. Yeah, I think and they're brand new, so they're oh they, no, man, right? But they, what? you know how you got to break in new shoes. Not on the work. Oh, oh, yeah. I learned my lesson. I would never do that. But. You breaking new shoes like on a casual walk every day? You know that good. <laughs> Not on the Would workout. They, no, <laughs> fuck that. Well, they're That's, the only ten, they're, they're the only tennis shoes I have. Yeah. I got some old ones, but I bought these specific to work out. So what I want to do, baby. I, I did that too. I, I bought shoes to specific workout and came home right with blisters galore. <laughs> I was over it, uh, but it felt good that I got out and did that. So I was like, ah, okay. What did y'all do? Mm-hmm. Well, me and Z went to Slitterbun in Galveston, and we went to the Amazon Cafe and run. And we rode like this little Amazon. What is Slitterbun? It's Rainforest. Slitterbun, the Rainforest. What did I say? <laughs> but Slitterbun. Slitterbun oh. is, is um, Water Park in uh, Galveston are, and New Braunfels. Y'all are some shady <laughs> ass bitches. <laughs> It was it was it was hot as hell, and y'all didn't think of bringing me along. Okay, so I could be in a suitcase. You just throw me in the water or something. That's no, listen. It was okay. So ultimately, it was supposed to be like a romantic kind of like day out. I could have I could have just (laughs) rode in the back of the car, and y'all didn't have to see me anymore (laughs) until we got back in the car. So don't make that excuse. No, no, listen. Because we before the podcast, Uh I did say you know let's try to hit another one. We can still go to the slip. Little bun off in San Antonio, oh, and it's yeah. bigger than the one here. Oh. It's just a what? How how many hours? 
away is it it's like one it's just an hour away Oh. And Galveston was oh, only no, 30 the minutes. One in, I think I did no, hear no, no. it, but I didn't think it was pronounced that way. No, New Braunfels is like three hours. And oh, Galveston is like one hour. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Y'all went to the one in Galveston. Mm-hmm. Yes. So did y'all have fun? Yeah. I did. I had, a blast. I had a good time. I had a moment where I accidentally got untucked when I got what? off the... <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, wait, it wasn't like all the way untucked. It was kind of... It was just kind of poofy. But what made me feel it was... <laughs> Not poofy like, poofy. Why is everybody perverts at the water park? It's like everybody I walked by was staring in my crotch. I'm like, even children. I'm like, if y'all little bitches don't mind y'all business... Wait, 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 wait. How do you accidentally get untucked at a water park Mia okay so the way the slide set up at the end of the ride bitch uh, is like this big ass splash. wet splash and it just <laughs> untucked it wasn't really? I wasn't all the way untucked she uh, yeah. was she was still covered I didn't do anything unnecessary I made Why sure you, you know tape? I had a, a tape girl you're going to a water park if there's any place that you would need to tape <laughs> that would be <laughs> it Oh, fuck that the girl. That sounds so uncomfortable. <laughs> Ooh, that I, my, my trimmer had broke. It's time to... <laughs> I'm not finna trim nothing. Like, I'm, ooh, like, that you, you was living on the edge, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I had... Okay, so I was... T- yeah, I'm even tell, finna tell you how... You know what? My, my. Let's have a one-on-one. So I was tucked <laughs> with, like, you know, the, the old school gaff, you know, okay. the cut at the bottom of a jeans with some string See, and some, some really tight panties. Yeah, that's, and, you know... But no, wait. You, you I wear had, that at the normal spot that you're going, you going to the club, da-da-da-da, oh. but you're going to a water park, bitch. Swimsuit all day, tipping around in the public. That's where you pull out the... Tape, the tape and stuff? <laughs> I, I, oh. I would think that's what I would do. That sounds so uncomfortable. Water mixed with tape. Well, and no, 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 and no, no, adhesive, no. it's not like it would get sticky. Girl, your tuck don't come out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll In the public. I mean, my tuck didn't get like necessarily come out. It just, well, it just was like Enough a little, where people are staring at you, girl. It just looked like a fat cat. And so people were just like looking a little hard. I was like, "Oh my god, y'all making me feel so uncomfortable." <laughs> Let me go to the restroom and fix her. It was. It looks like kind of like a lopsided cat. It looks like one of the. Okay, lips. so we're not going to describe one of the, lips the way are my, bigger. my tuck lo- looks when it's almost. It's like it got lips and one of them bigger ah! than the other. I'm done. <laughs> but to be fair, my packer was acting kind of weird too when that big old landing happened. It goes all the way up. Kinda like the water hit so it. Your tuck was out. Your tuck was moving. Yeah, <laughs> it was, y'all were just y'all were just doing too much in the water. I wouldn't have, see. I wouldn't have noticed my tuck was almost out. This old perverted man was in spy watching people's crotches as people I don't came know. out the if slide. I, if I see a, if I'm sitting there and I see a beautiful spying woman, on people crotches. If I see a beautiful woman <laughs> tipping up to me and she has an unusually large. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Camel toe. Camel toe. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's exactly what he was giving. He had big, like his eyes got big and everything. I was like, girl. And then is- you said it wasn't just him; it was people. I just, mm-hmm. but I, 
honestly think that's just what people give at like places where you can just see it. They like, was looking at just, me too. They was like, looking at crotch watching all day long. I was like, oh my god, this is necessary. <laughs> like you're gonna just walk past me and look straight at my crotch while you, you know, this yeah. is this is a lie. This, and they was oh the girl, the women were policing in the restroom. Well, like they give it. I I went to the restroom to like. I have no um, shampoo, but I wanted to wet the chlorine out of my hair. Yeah. And um, there were there were women getting naked and stuff. And, like, I didn't give a fuck because I've been naked around other cis women, uh, specifically my best friend, multiple occasions. And I just, I just don't look at women sexually. So I was just like, oh, even if I did, it's still not... Um, how can I explain it? It's not something that is alarming for me. It's like, oh, okay, bitch. Seeing them news. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, okay, girl. Well, keep it cute. Mind your business. Mm-hmm. And I was, um, I was wetting my hair, and it was like a group of a family who was naked, washing and stuff. And um, I think that's that's where my trans shit. Get weird for me. It the only time it got publicly naked. It would always it would always be weird to me when an all white man is naked in front of me. Because that's what that's, well, that's, that's what that's, that's what I walked into is all white men was butt ass naked. I was like, ugh. Well, I, I mean, I just I honestly I didn't. I wasn't bothered by people being naked. It was just like the women were policing like their looks. And I was like, okay, am I getting clogged while <laughs> I'm washing my hair? Is somebody going to hurry up and run out the restroom and go spill my tea? And then the, the police come here. So I'm like, like I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention, making sure what the, the women are doing. If they're not feeling like alarmed and stuff. Cause I'm like, I don't got the, the cis women, I should say. Um, are doing because I, I don't got time for that because I've had incidents where I was in the restroom and cis women have went and spilled tea yeah. and got me kicked out. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let, bitch, let me hurry up and wash my hair. And, and women, other cis women... What do you mean other, they were not other cis their women, bodies? But, um, they were just like... Um, I remember I was... I walked past some... some... some women and I was... I was kind of mind. I was trying to just like mind my business. I was just like, you know, I'm just, I'm just gonna make sure that I'm in my own, my own lane. I'm just, it's just, it makes me feel comfortable, so people won't be thinking that I'm looking at them while they're naked. And just in general, I think that's in any space. So that's, I think that's a weird across the board. Cause yeah, in, I just, in I don't like want people male to, locker rooms. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know. Public nudity is weird to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I just. I, I was just fixing my hair in the mirror and I and I seen like this um teenager looking at me and I'm like, Okay, bitch, okay, keep it cute, girl. Let me fix my hair so I can get out here. <laughs> and I hear um uh, her friend say, Bitch bitch, y'all ain't here dyking. And I was like, Oh, okay, so you're you're looking at me in that kind of way. Okay, well let me get out even more fast. <laughs> yes, word out. <laughs> Cause y'all being extra. <laughs> That's extra as fuck. And it was just I don't know. It was just an interesting experience because I was like, damn, I wish I could just get naked out these nasty ass swimming clothes and change into my clothes because I had brought some. Mm-hmm. Change into my clothes and just go. But then I was like, they didn't have what? any kind of stalls or nothing where somebody could be have some kind mm-hmm. of. They just had Ooh. this big like opening where everybody was showering for each other. The other stalls that were closed in were like like the urinal, not urinals, but the um the um where you use the restroom at. You couldn't and- go in there and change into something. Or you I mean, just didn't think about it. It wasn't. 
No, I would have to take off my clothes to shower. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, I I wonder, I, I kept replaying it in my head. Like, I wonder what would have happened if I went to the men's locker room and started showering. Like, would they have had the right to call the police and get me out? And then I was like, well, yeah, they probably could. Because no, you, because, no, but no, listen, because there was a um, a trans woman that just went to jail in Georgia for exposing her breasts, but they still refer to her as a man and call her male pronouns in jail. So you recognize her womanhood, but you still referring to her as a man. So that's my is, mentality. Is, what like, if they're recognizing her titties and not recognizing her womanhood? Right, but that's what I'm saying. But titties belong on women. But well, traditionally, and and titties are indecent exposure. They not, are indecent not a, exposure. Not a man's chest. But but if okay, so it wouldn't be indecent exposure if a fat man is running down the street with his titties out. No. Right. <laughs> so it's like okay, if you're gonna call me a man, then hold me up to the same laws that you uphold men to. Don't don't decide to pick and choose which laws that you're going to govern me by. Oh, you can't show your titties because they because you you present as a woman, so people are thinking it's a woman showing her titties. Mm-hmm. But we know we know you're a man, so we're gonna govern you by the laws of uh we're gonna call you a man and hold you to certain laws that we will hold men to. But we're also gonna to get you together about women it's just confu- it's crazy like it's just it's just crazy so i that's what i was thinking like damn if i went to the men's restroom the uh, locker room and changed like they could probably pull it like that so it's just like i don't want to go to like um you don't want to go to the men's restroom? men's shower yeah, place like, i don't want to go to the men's well it would be it would really shake it up yeah. it would have shook either way either way if you would have got naked <laughs> In the women's one or in the men's ones, mm-hmm. whatever one you would have went to, way. it would have shook it mm-hmm. up. <laughs> it would have shook. I, I wouldn't do it in the women's just because. Well, no, I was gonna say because of the children, but I was gonna say there could be yeah, there could be kids in the men's restroom too. It's just so many ways that you could look at it as so it's indecent exposure under <laughs> heterosis law. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, well, that leads us into our Trans 101. You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Now listen, I know that what is basic Trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. basic <laughs> for me in this life So let's talk about transition. What is transition? Transition is the process of changing one's gender presentation and expression from the one that was assigned at birth. Some people have changed or are in the process of changing their physical body to conform to the internal sense of gender identity. For others, this is purely like a social process without medical intervention at all. 
But it's important to know that the type of medical treatments a person receives, including none at all, do not determine whether or not a person is transgender. The collective process is known as gender transition or transitioning. There is not a consensus within the trans community about what a transition actually looks like, where it ends, or if it ends at all. There is actually contention in the community about these specifics. Some of us feel that if you don't go through the medical process, you're not trans at all. Some of us feel if you're not on hormones, you're not trans. Some of us feel that if you don't get bottom surgery, you're not trans. Some of us feel that if you don't live full time in your new gender, then you're not trans. I think this is all bullshit. These are divisive parameters that a lot of people create to validate their ego by measuring how far they have gone to assimilate into cis heteronormativity. And if you haven't gone that far, then you are not real. You are not one of us. That goes against why we transitioned in the first place. The outside world was bombarding us with all these gender rules and norms about our body, and it just didn't work with how we saw ourselves. So we needed to transition. How that transition looks is going to vary based on each individual. Side note, isn't that kind of universal? Isn't that what we all are doing? Even if you're not transgender, you are trying to break the norms and the rules and regulations that somebody else, patriarchy, is trying to put on your body and your expression. And you know what? Some of those norms you might like and some of them you don't. You might like like 95% of the norms and some other person might like only like 12% of the norms. <laughs> Where we land at the end of the transition, is going to be different individually. And that is good because we are not a monolith and we want to give room for people to be an individual. Diversity and inclusion makes us stronger as a community. So think of transition as a journey, a gradient experience where some people along the way stop at a certain point and they're comfortable with that. And some people continue on and stop at some other spot. The point is they are defining their own journey, just like you are defining yours. So in conclusion, transition, like life, is just a personal journey that we're just doing in a communal space. So let's make and pour our own tea, mind our own business, and stay in our own lanes and let people define themselves and the transition that they are in. And this is Trans 101. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck <laughs> so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron 
why have you not you can donate as low as a dollar a month it doesn't matter anything helps please do i have to play sarah mclaughlin and show you puppies like what do i have to do do i have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money (laughs) all righty anyway thank y'all and the patreon and paypal link is at the bottom back to the show so what was you talking about with the Seattle situation when you was in Seattle and you went out with some guys and to a gay club and they were groping they it's like oh, part of the culture okay. to grope. Okay, so yeah. so while I was in Seattle, the people who were hosting me, it was well, I had a hotel room, but the people mm-hmm. who you know, the, was my liaison for the trip was mm-hmm. trans men, was mm-hmm. a trans man. So when we, mm-hmm. when I first got there, they was like, are you ready to go to sleep? Or are you ready to, you know, it was a night before the event. Mm-hmm. And they were like, do you want to go out? I was like, oh, I don't mind going out. And they was like, okay, well, get ready. We're going to come, you know, we're going to, let's go to the club downtown. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in Capital City, in Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. And so, so it was him. And another trans man. So it was us three. So two mm-hmm. trans men and a trans woman. Mm-hmm. We are we go to a club called Wild Rose, which they've been around. They're the own one of the only lesbian specific bars mm-hmm. in the country that is still open, hmm. like lesbian specific, hmm. um, not just like gay club where everybody come to. Like a specific. Mm-hmm. This is a lesbian bar. Right. So it's called Wild Rose. It's been around since eighteen. 18- not 18 1984 it's a long time 1984 and so we go in there and so it i had been in there before the on my last seattle trip it was Mm -hmm. because first of all the dj the dj's there is popping it just Mm -hmm. it it just was on and popping so we Mm -hmm. walk in everybody partying the dance is going on twerking dancing they have a wide range of music it just the dj is on point Mm -hmm. so we walk in we get our drinks and we come to the dance floor and you know how you kind of not on the dance floor but you kind of outside of it kind of dancing and so all three of us is kind of dancing in these gay dudes now it's a mixed crowd it's not just lesbians Mm -hmm. go there not just lesbians that go there um so me and me and the two trans men is kind of standing next to each other and we kind of like hey da, da, da. you know how you just on the sideline mm-hmm. just getting your life and so one of the gay dudes walk up to the trans man and dances on him mm-hmm. now mind you the music is loud so only thing you can you can hear the music but you and you can see interaction but you can't hear what people are saying mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're tw- the, the gay boy is trucking on a trans man. The next thing you know, another gay boy come up to him and start talking to him. And so you can hear the gay boy who was twerking on the trans man. You can you not hear him say it, but you can see him like, like shake his head or give some kind of reaction where whatever the dude says, he was in disagreement of what he said. Okay. And then... When he said that, the other gay boy looked at him like, girl, I'm I'm telling you the truth, bitch. <laughs> so apparently, the gay boy told the trans man's tea to the other gay boy while the gay boy was twerking on him. And apparently, the gay boy was like, I felt for a piece. I felt for the dick, and I feel the dick. And so when we go outside, they're smoking. I'm smoking a black. We we are we go outside because you can't smoke in there. So we go outside just to smoke and we're talking and they tell me what just happened. And I, I witnessed it, but I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. So apparently there is a thing that happens to trans men who 
frequent like gay bars or frequent um gay clubs where the gay like gay dudes check to see if this is a trans man or not <laughs> so apparently they just come up to them well not just come up to them like they will be dancing on them and you know both of them was dancing with each other it wasn't like you just came up and danced with me they both was dancing you know how you in a club and you see yeah, a yeah. Like that and i mean that happens at, that happens at everywhere. cis clubs at cis, yeah. um like straight events well, yeah. quote, unquote, straight events. and if you feel the connection yeah. y'all dance and so that's what mm-hmm. they did both of them was dancing both of them was enjoying the dance or whatever and so apparently he felt to see what that dick was doing mm-hmm. <laughs> and Baby. so he felt his packer he felt it in in between his legs and mm-hmm. then the gay boy came and told him that it was a trans man so he mm-hmm. was like oh da 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 so basically this is apparently a thing and mm-hmm. so we start having a conversation about how this is something that happened. So I wanted to ask you, had it ever happened to you? Mm-mm. No, but no. because but you don't go to gay clubs. You don't. Yeah. He do go know, to gay clubs, but not without you. He has. Oh, yeah, it that's never, never happened. happened. Oh, interesting. The most that happened with me is they were like kind of like this was with cis headmen before I transitioned to. They were mostly like slide against my butt with a hand or like get like a little sneak grab that's happened at gay clubs at straight mm-hmm. clubs mm-hmm. no just at like being club. out yeah even at a straight club that like, happened in houston wait mm-hmm. a boy at a straight club rubbed on your booty yeah but not it was before transition oh, oh okay. what about after yeah. transition yeah no not at straight clubs yeah but oh, at, at the gay, gay clubs, clubs. Mm-hmm. by yourself or with me it, it is it happened only like once or twice. That's, no, mm-hmm. I understand. Like with me or by yourself. Oh, by myself. Uh, yeah. Oh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you trying to yeah. do. I just, get out of here. I just, baby. <laughs> who do I got to get together? It's happened with. Disrespect me, bitch. With cis women, too. Because, like, my booty used to be out there. They used to call me Big Booty. They used to just grab on my booty. So, now I know. Now, I know at gay clubs, especially gay clubs that frequent gay men, there's a lot of grabbing and Twerking, touching. and um, Sneaking into the bathroom. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff like that. So, I didn't know. And so, in our conversation, we were kind of just navigating the differences mm-hmm. that happen in cisgender space and differences that happen in, mm-hmm. in space, in gay spaces, and and getting used to that kind of level of, mm-hmm. like, like that, that um, what is it? Um, I, don't, what's, I don't know what the right word is. That level of normalcy in invasion somebody's space. Mm-hmm. That happens at straight clubs. That's happened to me a lot of times at straight clubs. Explain. Like, I've been with, like, cis women, and, um, like, my tea will come up, or, or like, in passing, I've had men, like, reach underneath my skirt. But, like, it's... They usually do it really slick when it's like a really crowded mm-hmm. space where you can't really see. So, some, like... like They'll do it real fast. So I'll be walking past them and all I feel is a, a hand grab my ass real fast. Or if, well, I'm, if grab, I'm... No, 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 no. Or no, no. I wait, Hold on just a second. No. I, I ain't finished. <laughs> it's leading up to there. <laughs> but those instances are really regular. But, unfortunately. But 
I've also had uh, instance or instances where I've been with the cis woman, my teeth got clocked, and I've been dancing on a piece of tray, and they're they're like, oh, so they'll do like a dance where they try to like feel my <laughs> puss. Feel my tuck, mm-hmm. and baby, you have to be tucked for the gods when you go out with with the. I'm gonna say the fish, <laughs> but with cis women, mm-hmm. because that's what they give. They like they. That's how they try to check to see if you're trans or not. But I'm just like, baby, I have never you- had that happen to me. Not not in the middle of like a dance. I've had it happen. So let me tell you what happened to me when I went. To, I went to a club in Mississippi, and. When I came into the club for the first, like, maybe hour, mm-hmm. nobody knew my tea. Everybody was sending drinks over to the table because I was, this is a real small country-ass town. So I'm the new girl mm-hmm. in the in the, in the the town. They never had seen me before. I'm single out at a club. The people who I was with were town regulars. They knew them. And so they're sending, they're whispering to her, which is my cousin, Bonnie Louise. Um, they, they're whispering to her. And like, what's up? Who's that? Oh, and she's like, oh, that's my cousin. And so niggas across the club, different groups were sending me drinks. And so the whole table started to get filled up with drinks. <laughs> and so I'm feeling love because I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm giving drinks. Like I have, I have a cousin um, named Laura Lee. These are some country ass. Yeah, I was I when you first a- said Bonnie Louise. I was like, oh, <laughs> they kind of set up the antenna. Honey, Mississippi baby, Bonnie <laughs> Louise and Laura Lee. So, um, so Laura Lee wearing it out because when she guzzling, she's like, oh yeah, keep telling them motherfuckers to get you the drink. <laughs> but my Laura Lee looked at the benefit of it. Bonnie started feeling real like. I feel like she's feel like, jaded, like, jaded. like you taking a shine girl yeah. and I'm the one with the pussy. Yeah, that's what she was giving. That's how they get and that's so, how they feel like ooh. But me being young cuz I was only like 19. Yeah, I was like 19 and I didn't re- I wasn't used to tr- clocking that in cis women. Oh, I clock time. it when they get to when they get to getting quiet and getting to themselves and feeling a certain type of way, and then they start walking. Trades they start walking off with Trey. You got to get into it, girl, because that's when they start spilling yeah. tea. Yeah, and pay attention to exactly, that piece of Trey yeah. that they would that they go go with. Yes, and, I hadn't, I hadn't, I wasn't, I hadn't been experienced enough <laughs> <laughs> to clock that. Yeah, I clock it down, bitch. <laughs> but back in, when I was 19, like, I didn't grow up, uh, like, hanging out with um, cis girls. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I I had trans friends, so we would go to gay clubs, and we would go mm-hmm. straight clubs together. So, I, I hadn't had the experience mm-hmm. with hanging out with cis women. And so, this was my learning experience, Baby. bitch. So, that, exactly what you described is exactly what the fuck that bitch did. Wow. She got up, she was talking to the niggas, and oh, she kind of circled the room, wow. and blah, 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 blah. And that's your blah. cousin? This is my cousin. Damn. Uh, so now this isn't a cousin that I grew up with. This gotcha. is a, I had I had never been to Mississippi, and mm. this was my first like oh. summer there. And so, um, she was the one that everybody was like, she's the Jezebel of the town. Oh. So number one, that let's baby, say that if you're the Jezebel of the town, baby, you used to have all the attention, and if you're not getting it, girl, you feel something. Way. <laughs> no, especially but, some of the niggas that you done fucked to send the drinks to our yeah. trip, right? <laughs> Away. So she so she's a Jezebel of the town. So when she heard I was in town, the trans woman was in the town, she was like and she 
of course she heard that we was connected by family she immediately hit up my mother and was like hey yo tell her to come over hang out with us like you know we love we we all for the gays they don't mm-hmm. know anything about no trans women so they mm-hmm. you know we all for the lgbt so um she was like oh i and so when i came over her house it was a kind of like a place that i could hang out that wasn't home that was accepting like she mm-hmm. just was cool mm-hmm. as fuck we would do her hair we would you know how you know that place do, that you that, go when you go out of town and you like oh i know i'm gonna be cool here right and i, I can kick you with some people. yeah that's not at home so you we kind of built it built a friendship but this is the first time that we had went out and so she tipped around the room and you immediately once she sat back down her personality changed in a positive way because you can see i uh-huh. she was evil Ooh, at first chipper. but once she told my tea her whole personality was oh, yes. different because trey done gave her a life trey done said what mama that's a nigga yeah. hell no thanks little mama for looking at yeah i can't believe i was sitting there sending drinks to a motherfucking nigga yeah all of that thank you a real one for coming over my hey but now i'm noticing you want some bread too i'm gonna give you some money hey you want some dick too after the club so yes they was giving all that extra <laughs> so i started to feel the difference in the room you know when people know your tea because yeah, it starts it, to feel different baby they said because it don't they look in the look don't be like oh yeah it'd be, it like, be like oh mm. bitch what's gonna need that neck <laughs> yes, um, the arms yes. is looking kind of strong you start people yes. and you start people you start seeing niggas squinting their eyes like they can't fucking see like bitch Oh, I had one motherfucking nigga. I was in the I was in the hood. I was in uh motherfucking dead end. Mountain the band you can't coming mm-hmm. out. <laughs> Listen, I I was in dead end and um one of them hole in the walls that look kind of look like a, a old <laughs> that kind of look like a old house uh, after hours. Yeah, we had my went favorite. In, the, my faves. Okay. I had went inside and you know um it's it's Benji. They got couches where you can see a little pool table to the side. The, and yeah. um I I go sit down we. My sister had her piece of the tray, so I'm with the fish. She got her tray, so I'm kind of feeling. I got my tray with me, but he was actually, was actually a bodyguard. Mm-hmm. That was his actually his full time position. He was a senior. He was actually a manager, and he was I think he was a he was in he was a former police officer. So he was already on his p's and q's in the environment. So. I'm sitting down and another trans woman was actually in the club from the gay club that we had went because we went to the gay club first and then went to the straight after hours and she had on a striped dress and I had on a striped skirt so her tea got clocked and she skedaddled mm-hmm. when she skedaddled everybody still wanted to know where the tranny at with the stripes on <laughs> I just happened to have on a striped dress. Uh-huh. Wow. And some nick, some nigga that you could tell, but she, like you always got that one nigga in the hood that you know is on drugs. That's just, <laughs> just, and, but he looked like he buffed, like he just could beat the fuck out of something. Like he just, <laughs> he looked like he was out of his mind. And he came up to me and like looked me up in my face and then like started looking underneath my neck. Like he's standing like two like two feet away from me like sitting standing right in front of me as i'm sitting in front of everybody just looking at me in my motherfucking face and the boldness and the audacity of you doing this in front of everybody is burning my pussy so (laughs) he reaches 
for my my face and um to to lift my neck up. I was what? like, the fuck, don't touch me. And I I put my finger in his in his face. I said, don't put your motherfucking hands on me. And he kind of like um balled up his fence and put him side to side, but. The nigga that I was with had clocked everything and had put pushed him to the side and had caught him off guard. So he was kind of confused because mm-hmm. he didn't think that I had an ally, darling, mm-hmm. was ready to get him together. And he just dismantled that situation. But I had to hit it because everybody had clocked that we had a confrontation going on. So you mm-hmm. know what happened when you be in a bingy environment. When people see a confrontation, it starts to rile up people's yeah. people's uh, people's nerves and stuff. And mm-hmm. people be wanting to twirl. So Fish yeah. had came to me and had <laughs> lied and said that some bitches were saying that I told told her that she was a man and she was trying to twirl. I was like, you know what, bitch? I, I was like, first of all, I don't even know you. So why would I even be saying anything about you? And I wanted to tell the bitch, really, really, they're talking about me. But for you coming up to me like you a ball bitch, like you about to pop me because you heard bitches was talking, telling you that you telling you that. I said that she was a man. Oh no, man! Yeah, she was trying it. You was trying so, it. So, but yeah, that that's happened to me in the, in the club. So I was in the I was in this particular club, and it was it was it was it was getting weird like that. It was getting weird when nobody um they didn't do that. But I start seeing the one dude, the one nigga that I actually was living for. <laughs> His name was Jeff. Jeff is kind of out of all the niggas, he the one that's still kind of looking or whatever. So that was like the first hour. The next hour was the hour of change. And so once everything could kind of settle down and the drink stopped, of course the drink stopped and, <laughs> and it settled down and Bonnie Louise and them was getting up um, and dancing and stuff. Jeff came up to the table and said, Hey, how you doing? And I said, I'm good. How are you? And he was like, um, he was like, can I sit with you? And I was like, sure, you can sit down. So we're like in, this is like a restaurant slash bar looking thing. So we're in these booths, like a restaurant booth. And so I scoot over and he sits next to me. And so he was like, what's your name? And I was like, my name is Diamond. And da, 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 da. Just, we can't make it small talk at first. He was like, so I'm about to do something and I don't want you to move. Oh, that kind of makes you feel like, what you mean, bitch? I'm like, what? And my, I can't get out of the booth because he's sitting, you know what I'm saying? He's sitting Near next to me. And so I'm like, I'm like, okay. And he was like, um, so Bonnie told me that something that you was a special kind of girl. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> First so of inside, all, so, I know you're gagging and pussy is on fire. Pussy's on fire, but I'm also in a situation where I am in a booth and he is, I can't get out of this booth. So if it gets to pop it off, I'm in a disadvantage. So I'm like, mm-hmm. what? And he was like, I was like, why would she tell you that? And he was like, he was like, is it true? And I was like, I'm not answering that. <laughs> like, you know, I'm being kind of coy about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not answering that. He was like, he was like, he was like, I'm about to, I'm about to see. And I was oh. like, what you mean you about to see? He was like, just be still. And he's smiling and laughing. So it doesn't feel like uh it's not a vi- it's not a violent. He's not coming to me in a violent way or a, a shady way. So this is why I'm not this it doesn't I I, I understand. You see what it I'm makes saying? it seem it's, like it's not threatening, but this yes. that's threatening to me. Especially if you're if you're you're smiling while you're doing it. <laughs> no. Oh 
hell no. My alarm's going off. Like, oh no, bitch, you're not. I don't give a fuck if it. If I was born with a pussy or not, you're not finna check me, girl. <laughs> so, wait. So the way he's saying it to me is not like that. I know, but it's still, I'm almost clientry like. It's mm. but that still makes it even more shady to me. Clientry like so, makes me feel like I, I need a coin before you. On top of you being attracted to him too, right? Right. So oh, on top to of him? that, yes, he was the one that I felt like if mm. any of the niggas who was sending me drinks, if anybody had a chance, it was him. Oh. Mm. Six four, dark skinned body for Bobby. <laughs> you know my type. <laughs> so, so I'm laughing and he's laughing and he was like, "So just be still." And he takes his hand and reaches up under my skirt and totally untucks me. Wow. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and he was like, "He okay. grabbed that hard grabbed to it. wear." That sounds like that's painful, bitch. Painful? No, it wasn't painful. Because tucks are supposed to be tight, girl. If if he went in there and it sounded like that was violent, like no, the way no, no, you no. gotta rip it her was, out in order it, to kill he, her. He was telling me not to move so nobody else would see what was going on. He's looking around while he's doing it. Oh. So he well, reached. Still, like the, it must have took some time, girl. She was supposed to be tucked away. No, it secure. wasn't tucked away. It was it was tucked enough to where you wouldn't go see it if I'm standing walking around. Oh, you didn't have but, on a gaff. I had on some tight panties. Some oh, tight you didn't panties. have on the gaff. Yeah, I didn't have on the gaff. No, no, That's no, no. why. And so he totally undid it and touched it and was like, hmm. <laughs> and it literally said, hmm. Wow. And took his, once he pulled it all the way out, took his hand, like, it was like, okay, and took his hand down and sat right there. He was like, he was like, I bet you got a pretty dick. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> like I'm over here in this corner of this booth gagging. <laughs> and he was like, cause me, I got a big black dick. Cause I'm big and black. So I bet you got a <laughs> you got a pretty dick. Cause you're so pretty. Wow. <laughs> I was like, wow. I'm over here like, what is going on? So I'm not responding. I'm just kind of just shocked at what uh, this has never happened to me. And I'm like, what is going on? And so he's, he took his hand, of course, took his hands out. And he was like, okay, I'm going to holler at you. And got up from the booth and tipped on back to the bar. That's late. <laughs> That's so late to me. It's, it's kind of like, oh, you know, it's interesting day. You know, he wasn't violent. It's kind of, you was kind of passive. But the fact that you got you a feel and got to tip away <laughs> made me feel like I should have got so coin. <laughs> yes. So I I had never been in the escort business at the time. Mm. Um so cuz I was young. I was like I said I was 19. And so each time I came back to that club cuz I ended up coming back cuz it was the only the pop- popular club. It was the club that was over like over 25. It wasn't young people. It was young like 25, like 25 mm. and up. And so so older for me mm-hmm. at 19. And so each time I would see him, he would say, he was like, what's up, Miss Diamond? Like, he would never try to holler at me after that. Well, uh, maybe six months later, we was at this park party. And he was like, what's up? I'm going to come holler at you. And, but each time he see me at the club, he never tried to come do nothing, never tried to get my number, never tried to do anything like that. He just, but every time he saw me, he would speak and say, What's up, Miss Diamond? How are you? Looking good. Da, da, da. And it would it would continue like that until like six months later when mm-hmm. we saw each other at this park party. And at the park, 
it was like a family kind of party. So everybody had already heard about me and knew my tea and da 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 da. And he was like, yo, where y'all about to go? And da, 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 with me. And um, I had stopped fucking with Bonnie. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. after that, She's late. you're late. Mm-hmm. So um, we seen each other later. We ended up hooking up and it was love. <laughs> but but every, for six months, every weekend, we would go to the same club. And he would see me. He was like, hey. But he grabbed my piece. But somebody, but somebody at a club, me dancing on them, I never had somebody in that moment touch me and grab my piece and mm-hmm. da da da. Yes, of course, I've had when I'm walking through a crowded club, a dude cop a feel of my ass or kind of rub my titties in a certain way. Mm-hmm. I but hate actually, that. like That's reach so up my annoying. skirt and touch, touch to check, I haven't mm-hmm. had that before. So. That's definitely have happened to me. But don't you think that that is kind of what, that's the culture that we are trying to change? Like when we talk about like rape culture and that and being that that physically invasive. Yeah, I can't imagine I violating I somebody's face like that. I mean, the only thing that I've seen, <laughs> I don't know how you change that. It's like men, they grow but up with that game. Like it no, turns into no, a, I don't think it's just men. It's men. Women, do, ga- it too, women like, do it in gay clubs to gay men. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm, I've seen that and I've seen gay men complain about it. Mm-hmm. Do what? To grab gay men's peace. For no reason? It just in a playful mm-hmm. kind of just touchy manner. Wow. Yeah, I've seen that because they they don't feel threatened. Like you're a gay man, so I can do this. I've seen that. Oh, now, that's I don't, weird. But I, but shit, I've also seen you. You talked about Tessa too, and I've seen it with cis what? girls that I about going to like going to straight clubs and the girl being the aggressor mm-hmm. and touching. Oh well, yeah. She never. She's never. Well, I've never seen her grab nobody peace. But she's she's grabbed guys like by their she's she only grabbed one guy. I'm pretty sure she's done it before after that, but she grabbed the guy while he was walking what's by and was like, What's up? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking no, I'm talking about like peace. Grabbing. No, she's I yeah. never seen her grab nobody's peace. Oh, okay. So I've seen girls be aggressive in that kind of way where they touch cis a cis girl mm-hmm. touching a cis man. I only and, did that twice. And I don't do that a lot. That's but my, but the <laughs> yeah. only reason why I do it is to show, like, the reason why I did it was because they burnt my pussy. Like, this guy, I was just walking, this guy just grabbed my ass, and I just grabbed his dick, and I say, well, how's that feel? And he was oh, like... Oh, you was doing it in response. Yeah, but he was like, oh, shit, keep on doing it. You yeah, bitch. so he, it was different for him. But yes, I've seen people do that. Usually it's a nigga, but I've seen cis women do it too. So it's, it's for me, it's like... Yeah, it's like kind of how do I know that's what we're trying to change. Mm-hmm. We're trying to change that kind of that kind of consent. Like, yo, you got to get consent to touch people's bodies. Mm-hmm. And um, but I don't know how we would be able to change that because it's so depending on the situation mm-hmm. and, and, and the person who would accept it, who you like that. I don't think I would have accepted that from somebody that I wasn't attracted to. Mm-hmm. Because how he came and because I was attracted to him. Because <clears throat> I've been in situations where a nigga, in, later on in my life, where a nigga asked me to touch him. I'm like, nigga, if you don't get the fuck away from me, get away from me. You are a creep. But <laughs> because I was attracted to him, how it it mm-hmm. played out was different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was not comfortable like that when I was <laughs> I would have felt appalled that you didn't think that I had a pussy. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, so you're I calling me a man? 
Oh, you would have played that card. Oh, well, yeah, but I gave all that. So, oh, there's no way. I'm, I was born. It, yeah, it wasn't. I f- I feel stupid sometimes when I when I used to play that when it was like obvious. Ooh, like when your family is telling your T girl. Oh well, no. If I got clocked that way, I mean, of course. But then there, but I still wouldn't allow you to grow yeah. underneath because yeah. I I just wasn't comfortable like that. I would just. It would just. I can't make say that I was so. either. There, it was a. It just. It was a combination of I'm in this situation where I don't know how this is about to turn out. So you, you kind of felt like you had to do it. That it was a part of that, but it was a, also a hmm, I a wonder turn what this gonna turn on. Out. It was a, it was a mixture of fear, not really fearful because how he came wasn't like what. So she told me you was a man. It wasn't like that. He, you can tell that he was trying to do it on a sl- in a slick way. Like you oh, can man. tell that he was trying to do it. He was trying to get a feel. Like he was trying to, you know, he was, he was just trying to do it in a slick way. It wasn't. It wasn't. You can tell it wasn't leading to no violence. You can tell that it wasn't that. And because he was attractive, it was a layer of turn on about it. I didn't want to play the, I'm a I'm a cis woman card. Well, how dare you card? Because. I like you, and I'm going to end up telling you my tea anyway, so at least my tea is already told. Mm-hmm. So I can just, I was, I just, I'm not going to confirm or deny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then he led to the touch, and I was like, okay. I don't know. It just, it, it was a combination of being attracted to him and a combination of if this is going to turn left, where am I going to go mm-hmm. anyway? Because this, I'm not with any of my close in immediate family. I'm with this bitch mm. that just told my teeth, so she fucking mm. shady. <laughs> so, you know, it was just a strange situation. So, Malik Yoba posted on his um, Twitter. That was his Instagram. I mean, his inter- Instagram, I'm sorry. His Instagram that he... Is attracted to trans women, right? Yep. Yes, he's mm-hmm. trans attractive. So this was his response to Maurice Willoughby's death. The suicide apparently could be suicide, could be not still under investigation. This was his response to the video of the guys, you know, teasing him about dating trans women. So it was a long, it was a long, 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 long message, but I'm going to just read the end. Trans people deserve love and respect as do those of us that love them. I love all women and count myself among those that find themselves trans attracted. And I do too have felt the self-imposed shame that comes with that truth. But it's time to speak up. It is not about genitalia or sex, but about attraction to the soul and humanity of an individual and often the beauty that is in the, in the courage and conviction to live in one's truth. As a self-identified cis-heterosexual man, I too am learning what it means to be trans-attracted. Many of us, famous and otherwise, that have struggled with accepting our attraction so we do nothing. This must change. So, I thought that was beautiful. I thought that I, I would think, I don't remember anybody else in my history, in my lifetime, at his level of success... I don't know if he has anything new going on, but you know, this is this is the highest celebrity that I know of, especially black, that has admitted 
publicly that he's trans attracted. For some reason, it seemed like the guys in that age range, they kind of look the same. Uh-huh. <laughs> what you they, mean? They'd be what? Like, <laughs> like the one guy you interviewed, his name is Troy or something. Uh-huh. They look kind of similar. So all trans That was just, no, 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 no. That was just like, okay, y'all got big balls or something. <laughs> like, y'all... <laughs> They definitely do. Most definitely do. Because you know. Wait. 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 You would know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I just. So tell me how y'all felt about it when this started to buzz. Um, Oh, I didn't feel any type of way. I was kind of just like, oh, cool. Because, like, he, I remember seeing a post that Shauna Brooks had made. Um, about her, about him being an ally for her and um, her acting career, and um, I'm, I remember not too long ago, well, during the post, yet he, he was uh, in drag and he was giving very New York butch queen vibes, and <laughs> I was like, oh, cute. It was, and I didn't think of him as being trans attracted. I was just like, oh, okay. In order to be able to take on this persona, I feel like you have to be very secure in your masculinity mm-hmm. in order to to portray a gay man to the full extent. Because he looked, he sounded just like a butch queen when he was giving it. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay. Oh, if you give them the talking, they will, they all can give it. <laughs> they all really can give it. They just, they be, like, if you pay attention, a lot of, I feel like a lot of men try to preserve, like, some type of, um, mannerisms that make it seem as though they don't know what they're doing but girl get you a couple drinks <laughs> i'm pretty sure you could give it it's just acting. me i love so what i do oh i love i love i like anybody flamboyant <laughs> so it's funny I think to it's, see somebody who is not do it <laughs> yeah because it's so much fun to me and that's why i was talking to z about it he was just like you're just so flamboyant and i was like it wouldn't be me if i wasn't and he was like you're right but he was like, why do you like it so much when I do it? And I was like, well, it's fun, right? And he was like, yeah, it is fun. Mm-hmm. It's just the way, uh, for me, being flamboyant, and I, I do it at the right, I feel like it's the right time and a place to be flamboyant. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I reserve myself depending on the occasion. But most of the time, it's my way of showing people I don't give a fuck about your respectability politics and how I'm supposed to govern myself as a black woman in public. Because when I'm out in public, I see different ethnic groups that are loud and and flamboyant and no, nobody looks at them crazy like they're doing anything wrong but then i see a group of bl- a black people being just as flamboyant and everybody's giving them crazy looks like oh my god mm-hmm. can you just please like so that sometimes it's just an act of um rebellion the rebellion um, yeah. for me a lot uh, most of the time it is i for me not an act but just like it, it gives me that freedom yeah for me i think it's beautiful him saying what he said i think it's beautiful mm-hmm. and it, because he's such a high profile people know him in the black community people know him he has a history in the show that he was on nypd blue yeah. that was my was it NYPD blue? yes with him with the puerto rican and when they they were undercover no he was it was in, in new york undercover new york Excuse undercover me. yeah they he he was with the puerto rican guy they used to be he my was... show along with um what's that uh show called the um damn it was like this old school like blues type of feel Anyways, that in Texas Ranger. Yeah, and Why did I get married? 
Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah. somebody with that kind of high profile admitting it and coming clean and coming close, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was beautiful, but I got some anxiety. Really? Because you wonder what the girls are gonna say. I wanted. I I wonder what the response was gonna be because mm-hmm. we the know, Dwight Howard situation. Yeah, he had to but, silence. His, but that's that's different. I that think that is different. I, it's different yeah. because he was outed in a way. He was outed in a way, yeah. and that wasn't him saying it. Mm-hmm. I think the response is gonna be different. I think the response has been different. Mm-hmm. So in for, so first of all, let me say this. In the comments, you know, mm-hmm. go in the comments. Don't go in the comments because the comments are trash. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when I I go in the comments because I can deal with the trash. Um, I you look, people, you cannot have it both ways because their response to it has been what I feel like you gonna say the okay. typical. Uh, I wish you would have kept this to yourself, but then yeah, saying keep, people should be who the, who they are. Exactly. Like the the first thing is, oh, that is yeah. You, some people are saying, be who you are, be who you are, and in the same breath saying, but you, we don't need to know your business. We don't need. You should have kept that to yourself. I'm like, what? Like it's like <laughs> they want you to be you. And this, no. I don't want to just say cis women because it's not just them. But you hear it, you hear them say, why don't y'all just be honest about who you like and what, what? you like? Yeah, that's But then when they do be honest, it's a response. It's a negative response. Like, oh, uh, like it's uh, it's hard to explain. Like mm-hmm. they want, they say keep it to yourself, but then they say be honest and just tell your truth. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't, it's just so weird. And I just thought that that was strange. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't have it. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Like a person can come, they come out. They, and I also don't like that it's being framed as coming out. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But I don't like it being framed like a gay coming out. Because yeah. it's not a gay coming out. It's it's a coming out of my, my attraction has a little nuance. Yeah. The type of women that I'm attracted to has a little nuance. So I don't know. It just, it just, it, I had some anxiety around it and I didn't want him to have any kind of negative feed, negative response to it. Mm-hmm. And how, I don't know how it's going to affect his I'm career. I'm pretty sure he prepared himself for that. Like I'm Before pretty sure he he's it. aware of, the repercussions to having that big of a platform being that big of a star and saying something like that he was like well shit fuck it i'm gonna just say it like he had to have some type of confidence to build himself up to do that i mean it's kind of like the conversation that i had with kevin gates i had a um oh like the comments i mean um like i all i did was uh, request a live for Kevin Gates while he was on his live with with his family and his wife sitting right beside him. Let me make sure that very clear because people were making it seem as though he was flirting with me. And I think he was. Um, you oh you think he? I I I. There I was, just felt there like was he was different. having a conversation. Um, I the conversation started with, hey, you know, what is um. How do you think we can dismantle toxic masculinity within the black community? And um, he basically just said, you know, I I can't I don't worry about what everybody else is doing. I'm worried about what I'm doing and I don't give a fuck about what other people are doing in their lives. And you shouldn't either. And that's basically what I got from the conversation. But people were saying that 
he was down low and he was gay. And I'm just like, oh, my God, all we did was have a conversation about dismantling toxic masculinity. And people are saying that. I feel like that's going to come. Yeah, then he also, but what he, what he does, what he, he accomplished was bearing the question off the path because she, because it's not being answered, like for people not to pry him. So like he veered it off the path like, oh, you in pain? Okay, just let them go. Why are you taking all your frustration on me? Uh, but so people were responding. They made it into like it was relationship advice too. And then people were responding um, like, y'all, well, you'll never be happy. Y'all both will never be happy together because cause she disclosed I was trans too. So like he was, they was like, you'll never be happy because y'all both confused and blah blah blah. That's like, what he what? said. No, people in the comments. I was oh. like, it made me really realize how far people are. People go like what they say. Yeah, yeah. they just make up all type of conspiracies. Yeah, uh, what really weird. stood out in your segment was y'all. Were, the 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 context of the conversation was dismantling. Um, toxic, masculinity. toxic masculinity but in the, in the moment in the moment he kept cutting you off mm-hmm. he kept cutting you off mm-hmm. he, he wouldn't let you speak he wouldn't let you give a a, a, a thought out without mm-hmm. interrupting you so you're doing the classic misogynistic cut a woman off while she's talking not mm-hmm. letting her speak taking up too much space in the moment that you're talking about dismantling toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't even do the basic shit. You can't even do the, I was excited about you being on it like that, but he didn't even give you a chance to talk or get a full thought out because he was interrupting you. And it was annoying as fuck. It was annoying as fuck to A lot of people were saying that. Yeah, I was like, you won't, ain't even letting her talk. Like, you're doing one of the basic and things that people that men do in conversations with women interrupting them stopping them from talking <laughs> just to make some silly ass points when that isn't your point is to add your you ask the question what can we do to dismantle toxic masculinity first of all stop interrupting women when they're speaking <laughs> like that's shit <laughs> like that's that's the number one start there motherfucker so i thought that part of it was kind of annoying but to your point z i think that there are just there that's why i would have the anxiety about mm-hmm. malik yoba because i know there are going to be some people <laughs> veering off the path that's that's going types going stuff, too far with it. this agenda blah 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 and it's going to affect his yeah. his career in a way i hope not but i do also want to point out that i want men to start doing this because and point out that you can thank trans women who are doing this 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 awareness and visibility work because we cannot take away what's happening in the in the bigger picture the media with Mm -hmm. janet mock laverne um angelica ross and the rest of us who are out here really on media platforms normalizing and talking about transness as a thing Mm -hmm. and so when you do that when you start to see like you know at this point janet and laverne and uh the other trans starlets in Mm -hmm. they it's been about 10 years so it started like in 2000 and um five ish Mm -hmm. and then because when was laverne on um pdd i don't remember so um um 
PDD assistant or who wants to be uh-huh. an assistant for PDD? That was when I was in high school. Yeah, that was a while ago. What? And then yeah, when when Jayla won um, PDD's, what you call it? PDD was kind of putting the girls on the map. And so all of these things started to happen. About It's been about 15 years where people you know started to see us more and more on television and then it just has turned into this renaissance that we're having now we have a whole show about our lives Mm -hmm. and so that kind of visibility and awareness and people really out here doing the work allows room for men who date us and men who Mm -hmm. are attracted to us to come out and say you know what maybe this is okay for me to talk about now there's now that there are people who out here who are defending them yeah Mm -hmm. because there was a point in time when nobody would be defending Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. now that they're out here domino effect yeah it's Mm -hmm. like a domino effect so um i want to give trans women and trans men that are here that are out here living their truth their rise because us living our truth allows them space to come into the room as well mm-hmm. and so i really appreciate that i really I appreciate that you know us out here us and everybody else that are out here living their truth and living boldly and loudly mm-hmm. not just because you know we're coming out of a a stage in a stage in our collective community that we're coming out of the shadows. It used mm-hmm. to be keep it quiet, stay stealth, and you know keep it low, and da 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 da. Now everybody, not everybody, but there's a, a space for us to live out loud, and so it gives them room to live out loud. And I think that's amazing. I think mm-hmm. that's amazing too. And I I I also want to uh thank kevin gates for even allowing me to be on his platform mm-hmm. period because when i told him he was i was trans he could have just exited out of it discontinued the conversation period yeah. just because of the association just exactly even, what z was talking about yeah, just because of to avoid that to mm-hmm. even avoid like people trying to to target him and say that anything they'll say whatever make anything underneath the moon just because you're just allowing this person to have any type of space makes the people think that you're agreeing or maybe you might want to date them or all this extra shit right. that people make up. So I, I did appreciate him just even entertaining it. Yeah. So I just want to say thanks Malik. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for sharing your truth. Thank you for being brave. And I hope you are thanking the people who have been living out loud who have been sharing their truth, who have been um, making room for you. And I hope you appreciate them as well as we appreciate you. So Mm -hmm. thank you. Yes, that's everything. It really is. The fact that he... I will say that makes me feel a little better. Like me, because I know how hard it can probably be, like dealing with people just calling, like people call me gay being out with me or like... If they clock, it's just weird. I just know it's a lot that you gotta go with. On top of being a black man, it's just, hmm. Mm. yeah. I appreciate that. And it showed me. (laughs) I know that wasn't deep, but no, I know. (laughs) It's over the surface. No, I definitely understand because it's it's like it's showing men, cis men, especially black cis men that are attracted to trans women that it, this is actually okay and there are other people that are in certain amount of mm, power that are, aren't afraid of 
of of saying their truth like hey it's okay i'm i'm not i don't give a fuck about what people think and i have this position of power and i i think that's what a lot of people a lot of men deal with is their egos and what people are going to think they battle that within themselves the fear the, the fear, fear of, of what, what can happen, happen. and like, it's not saying this, that that nothing ego that they built is, within their community or however and it's not saying that nothing won't happen it's not saying that that he won't have some consequence to this it mm-hmm. might be some consequences which is sad but if it's not as bad as people think mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying some person there's different between a celebrity doing it and a regular old dude in the streets who has doesn't have as much quote unquote to lose in regards to that, he can be like, oh, right. he did it, I can do it. He That's can exactly see it what as I was a, saying. As, as an example, like, okay, well, you know, I don't really have to worry about it. I'm trans attracted too. And there are mm-hmm. men who are not celebrities who are out here doing the work. Mm-hmm. I have an interview with Troy mm-hmm. on, on our show from our first year. And mm-hmm. he, you know, he has been out here really working and really like making Facebook groups, really mm-hmm. organizing around building spaces that that mm-hmm. you know that cultivates that comfort talking to them and having mm-hmm. conversations with them so he's really out here doing the work after that Mia got some messages from cis men asking for advice about how to navigate it and mm-hmm. after being he came street out and said that? After, well, no, after she got on the live people with, was like I'm a street mm-hmm. dude and I'm attracted to blah 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 blah, blah too and I was like, that's oh, interesting. Oh, Kevin Yates? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, see? Yeah, and and I I was like, this is really admirable that it's opening up this door for guys to be able to come to me. It was a couple of guys that were like, you know, I'm attracted to trans women, but I don't I don't know how to deal with it because um, of what whatever reason. Everybody has their own reasons. And just trying to help guys, men dismantle that it's kind of hard because... I don't I don't navigate my role uh, as a man, so it's hard to give a man advice on what measures they should take and um, how they should navigate like dating a trans woman because there it's it, it comes with a lot Do you depending like, on oh, your measure sorry. what's extra to you. Sorry. Do you feel like? Do you feel like cis men should take care of that? Like, do you feel like trans women shouldn't have to take on that labor, continue taking on that labor of teaching I think uh, cis men how to love a woman like me? Do you get tired of that labor? Do you feel like y'all need to go work that out? Y'all need to create groups now? Is men coming out now? Y'all can go speak to them, reach out to them. Do you feel that way? No, uh, I don't. I, I don't feel like... Mm. um. I feel like if you're gonna fucking complain about it, about cis men not not and uh, having these issues and shit, and but you don't want to sit there and talk to men about these issues and ha- try to help them dismantle it so they can help another motherfucker or a friend dismantle it too, then bitch, then shut up, don't say nothing else because Let you're paying it. You like don't you get pay to that it. Point? Don't pay it and then and then feel some type of way. Don't you Let know what I'm saying? Like, I I think how you just worded it was kind. I, I don't feel like I, I, how you worded it I feel like I'm okay with stepping up because what you just said was teaching men how to love a woman like me mm-hmm. so yes I'm I'm down for that labor mm-hmm. I, because right. I have to teach you how to love me I have to teach you what what I mm-hmm. expect I have to show you what you might have to go through in this, in this kind of coupling mm-hmm. but what I don't enjoy the labor of is teaching you how to deal with society 
Mm. I, you're a man. I don't, I'm not in that space. Gotcha. I can't. I can't mm. teach you how to deal with society. Now that particular labor, I feel mm. like because uh, that's most of the labor that's given. Yeah, I'm not. I can teach you how to love me, mm-hmm. but I can't teach you how to deal with what society is gonna do because I don't know all the things that could happen in your life. You're gonna have to step up and be a man, and you know handle that on your own. Now I can give you what I think. But that part of the labor, I can't really navigate with you. You gotta mm-hmm. do. You gotta stand in your on your two feet, grab mm-hmm. your nuts, my nigga, and <laughs> you know, and be a man. Yeah. So, um, does it get exhausting? But I know, I know, I do. But it get exhausting for us. This is yeah. I do know you said. You said. What did you say? Something Dude, about it. What, you what, was what like, just don't fuck with us. If, it's, if you feel like oh, you I have a lot of Oh, I haven't said anything lose. yet. Um, but that, that's how I feel. For you mother... Uh, for you men who <laughs> are really, really battling um, your reputation and what, and what you may think may happen to you if you date someone outside what what you may lose whatever whatever pedestal you feel that you may be knocked off of because you're dating this type of woman if it's so much that you're going to lose then date someone that's going to keep you in the area that you're in so you're not going through these mental crises and killing the girls because you feel like now you're not the person that you used to be or you're not this top dog. Then don't even deal with the girls. Stop fucking with the girls. F- fuck with the girls who are were born with pussies so you don't have to deal with it mentally. Because the- And not just killing. Ghosting too. Because that's what a motherfucker do to us too. Mm-hmm. They'll fucking date us, get our heart in the situation, come lay up and cuddle and blah 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 and sell this relationship thing and then when the heat get turned on they'll ghost yeah shit like that happen so not just mm. yeah the, it, the, I can the see crazy that I can see that happen more than anything yeah that's more than that's the most common yeah yeah, yeah it's gonna be some crazy ones that, that may flip and kill but the common is the ghosting the getting my heart in the situation where you know, you're trying to turn it into this relationship thing because you want to play with the idea. I was with a I was with a nigga for five years, married to a nigga, and he was trying to, and then he ended up having a whole other life, wife and kids on the side because he couldn't deal with what to lose that side of his his image. Like fucking stand from poles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so little different because we. He was. They knew their situation. Yeah. They he kept Angel gotcha. and you didn't da, da, know da. shit. I didn't know shit. Mm-hmm. And they there was an honesty there that was you know that she knew. I didn't know he was shacking up with me. Damn. It wasn't no and married me. It wasn't no. Damn. It wasn't no. Um. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It wasn't no. Oh, I'm, I'm an escort and you keeping me yeah. up in the penthouse. It was. He lied to me. And said that he worked on the barge. And when you work on the barge, you'd be offshore for two, three weeks yeah. and then come back. The two, three weeks that he would be supposedly offshore, he would be with his in the house with his wife and kids. How, how is he married? To- he wasn't married to her. He was married to me. I'm, I was with him first. Oh. And so he didn't marry her until we actually was over. Oh, damn. Right. So, But they had children while me and him was married. So it it was a it's a whole long situation, five year long situation. And so you leave us the fuck alone 
if you yeah. aren't ready to deal with the things because mm-hmm. what you're doing is wasting my time and yours and yours and figure that shit out before you come on over here yeah like mm-hmm. figure it out figure out make sure you're ready so that you're not putting our heart and our time on the line mm-hmm. because that's what i see happening a lot mm-hmm. yeah stop putting yourself because what you're doing is you're putting yourself first. You're you're experimenting and you're trying to figure out what you're going through without without acknowledging the 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 parties that are in participant in your experimentation. And that's not fair because you're not thinking about everybody else. Mm-hmm. You're you're just trying to figure out what's going on and how you're gonna play it as you go through it. But right. figure out what the fuck you want to do before you go through it. How right. about that? Right. So now you got your wife calling me. Now you got mm-hmm. now you something. You got all of this shit happening, mm-hmm. and all because you couldn't deal with your shit openly. All because you couldn't. You're trying to have your cake and eat it too. You're trying mm-hmm. to keep this image of. Oh, I got this cis head wife mm-hmm. and kids over here, but I love, and I don't think he didn't love me. Mm-hmm. I do think that he loved both of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he, but I have my trans woman over here, my trans wife over here because I love her too. And mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't no fucking um, disconnected thing. He was paying bills. He we were he was living mm-hmm. a literal double life. Right. And so, but. But you, for me, I feel like slighted because there was a lot of situations that I was like um, catering to him for. Like, I mm-hmm. understand. Um, I understand the consequences that can happen. So we got to keep. And and I'm a trans woman who don't mind you not telling my tea. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm a, a trans woman who don't. I don't just how I navigate the world online is. Mm-hmm trans and proud but how i navigate the world offline Mm -hmm. is i'm not talking about my tea i'm not wearing no trans power shirt i'm not i'm a woman so i live my life as a woman Mm -hmm. and so i i just go through the world as a woman Mm -hmm. i don't it's not trans loud and proud Mm -hmm. it is that's my activist space that's my online space yes but Mm -hmm. there's i don't talk about my tea at work i don't go out into the world and just be telling my tea i that's not the generation that i come from so you, so that type of that kind of guy wouldn't have to worry about about going to me, spaces. bitch. You have to worry about me because I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely have my trans flag at yeah, the cookout. So I'm going me. to make sure I have on a whole outfit that's pink, white, and blue, <laughs> and it's got trans no. at the back of it. No, like yes. Mia be tipping out. We'll go to the movie. Mia, Mia got a jacket that says <laughs> "Trans women are lit." Mm. Yeah, and we tip it around, and because I'm, I'm how I would never dare say anything <laughs> about her wearing this jacket, mm-hmm. but that ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna be with her, and it, yeah. nobody say say shit, but I'm not tipping around in no trans women are <laughs> lit jacket. That is not me. <laughs> That's you get what I'm saying. It's, yeah. I come from a different generation, yeah. and so <laughs> I, I, I'm like, if you clock me, cool. But if not, bitch, let me just get through and get my life. <laughs> so uh-huh. that's just how I am so so a dude who don't who who is down low who likes to keep that kind of privacy mm-hmm. he could not prey on me but he he would pick a girl like me mm-hmm. to navigate the world with mm-hmm. because he knows I'm not gonna be out here telling my tea mm-hmm. and we can navigate the world in a space to where he like you he know nobody safe. know and he feels safe mm-hmm. and so that's what it was because you know mm-hmm. I it, it just for me it felt like I was catered to him in a way that helped me be deceived mm. and so 
So in my mind, I'm like, I wouldn't have did these certain things if I knew that all of this was going on. Right. You see what I'm saying? So, but when you know better, you do better. And mm. so, you know, I, I wouldn't be in that situation again, but I learned from it. So I think that's a great point that you made in regards to, you know, don't waste our time. Don't figure it out with us. Yeah. Don't figure it out with our heart in the place. Now, if we're just friends and we just friends, not uh, yeah, none of that's that, different. then that's different. But if you're trying to build relationships with me and you're not ready, then you're wasting my fucking time. It's not fair. Don't work it out with my heart. Work mm-hmm. it out with, um, you know, work it out before you get to me. Right. Yeah, before you decide to commit to me. Have that already figured out? Because I don't think it's fair to both parties. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not fair. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, tell us what y'all think. Make sure that you hashtag Marcia's Play and tell us what you think about Malik Gilbuck, Um saying that he's trans attracted and what you think about. And if you're a trans attracted man, um, tell us how you um, figured it out. Like, how did you figure it out? Did you date women in the process of figuring it out or whatever? Hashtag us, Marsha's Plate. So Marsha's Plate records every Sunday at 7. And that was in the beginning stages of the buzz around the Malik Yoba story. And... There have been some things that have been revealed about his past that we will explore next week. So make sure you come back on Thursday of next week for the new episode. All right. Talk to you then. So this weekend, there was a march um, in New Orleans, which included the Southern Decadence. Um, there was some organiza- uh, organizations that marched for the CAD law. Uh, CAD law, I, think, I believe. It is a law that basically, well, it's called CANS, C-A-N-S. It's a law which has been in the book since, like, the uh, early 1800s, like 1805, it criminalized uh, consensual anal and oral sex. Sex workers, sex workers convicted of violating the the law, are charged with felonies and issued longer jail sentences. Often, even there is a merely or verbal agreement to an exchange of sex or or anal sex for money. So people convicted of breaking this um, this law were required to register as sex offenders and have that designated printed on their state driver's license until 2012, where Wendy Cooper was able to overturn that that part. And over 700 women were able to get that off of their driver's license, off their driver's license. However, and Wendy that, Cooper is a black trans woman and, she, and, and work. And and she's the one who was able to overturn that part. However, um, they're still um, they're still um, registered as felons. So -hmm. the felony is still on their record. So whenever they go to to apply for jobs, this affects them trying to get jobs and everything. So it's still on their records as a felony. So that's something that they're trying to overturn as well. Mm. So um, So prior to that, that was 2012? That was in 2012. So prior to that, they would have something on their ID ID. that said that they was a sex offender. Yes. So imagine like like going out to like like anywhere where you have to show your ID. Oh, Lord. They're like, oh, bitch. Not only am I seeing the wrong gender, but I'm also seeing you're a pedophile or, you know, you yes. don't explain just seeing a sex offender would make people think 
you know, you're, you're a pedophile you're, yeah, you're or what's pedophile. going on. Yeah. That's that's horrible. When really you just gave some consensual head or ate somebody consensually their ass. Or, so. or you you got consensual anal you know, yeah. penetrated anally or vice versa. And basically this affected cis women and trans women and they 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 marched this um past weekend and now they're trying to overturn it so they can take it off their um off their record as a felony. Wow, that is oh, crazy. It is ca- crazy cuz Wendy Wendy Cooper is actually a director of the um Operation Restoration Program, which is basically it's it's where the community imp- improvised over um excuse me it's where the community improvised women and girls to have access to basic fundamentals that they need to um s- successfully enter into society after in- incarceration right. so the women that were charged with this crime were actually um they actually had harsher uh sentences as well because of it right. so they um had to spend a uh, longer times um within within um within mm-hmm. and within prison right which is horrible when it's it's just like you just right it's it's and i think i would think i don't know what was happening in 18 what you say 1805 but i'm pretty sure that it was a policy that was meant to be homophobic it was it was meant to be trans and homophobic and and it affected all of everybody. Anybody in the sex work business, it affected because they could be able to charge you with this bogus shit and wear you out. Yeah, it's and it's crazy because more than more than three quarters of people who have cans convictions are women, and four fifths are black. Wow, four fifths. Four fifths. That is crazy. That's like eighty percent. Yeah, <laughs> that mm-hmm. is crazy. So, so that sounds targeted as fuck. Targeted is targeted as fuck exactly, and it it's another example of how this system criminalizes being black. Mm-hmm. You know, another example of how it disproportionately criminalizes us. And so, wow, I'm so glad that Wendy is doing this work, and I'm so glad that in, in because of how. Based on, I watched a show that really delved into the criminal system in Louisiana, and they are like one of the worst. Like they're one of the worst. Yeah, the worst. The worst. Yeah, where they have all of these. Like I remember there was some kind of case where the dude couldn't get off. His name is Bernard Nobles. He's a forty-nine-year-old father of seven. And he's serving like a more than like a 13 year sentence behind bars at the Jackson Paris Correctional Facility. His crime was he was caught with the equivalent of two joints worth of marijuana in 2010. He has no chance of parole. The State Board of Pardons and Parole rejects Noble's position for clemency in May simply because he hasn't served 10 or more years in prison yet. State law requires inmates to have been in custody of the Department of Correction for a minimum of 10 years before they'll consider an inmate application for clemency. This is for two motherfucking joints. So this is how the system is. They're setting you up to be there and be a slave in the system and work for them for 10 years for bullshit-ass charges just so that they can milk you for 10 years of free labor. That's how the system works. That's how the system is. And in particular, Louisiana is even more horrible 
and it's like crazy. So glad Late. that um, in this particular law that you know we always you know if you really think about it, when we talk about, I think um, they got the three strikes you out really tough out there. Mm-hmm. I think they got it really. It's tough. some kind of, but it, it's different in in how they mandatory have to charge you. Like mm-hmm. the judge has no choice in. Except mm. to give you this crazy yeah, mandatory yeah, charge, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it reminds it remind this reminds me Wendy Wendy doing this kind of work reminds me of the case with D Farmer in in Indiana where the whole prison rape protection was because she was being raped in in, in the prison, and so her 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 case led to a a anti prison rape act. Mm. That you get what I'm saying that mm. that protected everybody. Mm. So this is another example of how when we talk about centering the least among us, mm. like if you center the least, who, the most oppressed, and you mm. change policies in order to um, not oppress them, mm. like the policies lead to everybody else above them who have privileges above them mm. being free as well. Mm. So. When we talk about Wendy Cooper doing this work and how it has affected her being one of these marginalized black people in Louisiana dealing with this kind of work and her fighting the fight and getting it overturned. For cis women and trans trans women. And gay men. And gay men. Because I'm pretty sure there's some gay male escorts and sex workers that have gotten that done too. So by her doing this work, it led to everybody being free to get you said it was Once like seven hundred, so over seven hundred, yes. over seven hundred to not have that shit on their ID, not have that mm-hmm. shit. Well, they still got the felony on their record, but at least it's not on their ID and mm-hmm. on. You get what I'm saying? It's not as much shame. Mm-hmm. She's lifting up for everybody. Sounds so like Marsha P. Johnson. Does it. <laughs> Sounds real familiar. The girls are yes. doing the work. Yeah. So when you when you when you center that there's another example of when you center the least among us, like it it gets everybody free. It just does. Yeah, because because Louisiana is the only civil law jurisdiction in the United States. So their 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 system is kind of set up like both civil and common law influences, kind of like um, a hybrid of Spain and France. Mm. So they still kind of have like. colonial past as a possession of two civil like law countries mm, which is really outdated which makes them unique as fuck yeah yes so yeah I think um thank it, you Wendy yeah thank you and it, it makes me like think of and it would be nice <laughs> you know to I, see I saw... other other people who identify differently in acknowledge life. that acknowledge that <laughs> And do the same for us. <laughs> yes. I, I was about to say, I saw this trans guy, you know, another one of trans guys that said some problematic stuff, but he it was crazy. It was crazy to me because he actually made like a platform on YouTube, like of a series centered around trans men. And <clears throat> he said he hasn't met another lgbt leader because it was like around the nipsey hustle conversation at the time he was saying he never met a lgbt person that did the work like nipsey did and it was just like what another lgbt yeah like work that could work that could compete with his work 
if you don't get the fuck out what? of here, like yeah. that means he's just uneducated about the history. Um, like there, it's not, it's not, and I don't, what? I, I don't like to. It's not about downing Nipsey. It's like nigga. You cool. Like, you did some shit. That's cool. You did some shit that affected your particular neighborhood. But people have been doing this for years. There are black people who have been organizing in Chicago. Black people who have been organizing in Atlanta. Black people who have been organizing in New York. Black people who have been organizing rural parts of the country who have been doing work around the country. You ain't nobody motherfucking special. You ain't no... To me, you know, you may be special in your particular community, and that's cool, but don't don't look at other people. Don't erase other people's work. We all it, out here it, doing yeah, work. It was like an erasure of the work for us to be able to transition. Like for you to be able to transition, people had to do the work. Yeah. So for you to be a black trans man that made a series <laughs> that became popular, centering black trans men, uplifting us, but in the same breath saying something like that yeah and it, that just made me think of when you just talk about her setting other like black people free and stuff like across the globe not a yeah. globe but across the, the united states yeah just across here and like somebody say some shit like that yeah, it's just weird. It's just yeah. ignorant. And a lot of people speak from an ignorant place because they haven't done the work to actually look up stuff and look into things. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what our platform is about, to share with our audience mm-hmm. um, things that they they may not know about, things that they may not, um, mm-hmm. you know, consider. And yeah, that's why you should become mm-hmm. a patron. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because we're doing the work out here. Right. And so um <laughs> so yes, I think that um I think that's based in ignorance. And I think that we gotta make sure that before we speak on something and generalize some ignorance, we actually have done the work to really look into some things that, that's being yeah. done out here because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people doing work and mm-hmm. not just around transness. Like we all everybody has their own um passion. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm right, saying, exactly. and it, everybody will, and that's what same thing. When I talk about not letting your story be raised and and not letting, um, don't think that you got to do activism a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like just work in your particular circle. Think about how if everybody put put up a cause, like got passion behind a cause, and then organized around it. Mm-hmm. Whatever that cause is, mm-hmm. whatever affects your life, whatever you are passionate about. If everybody did that, it would change the world in such a drastic, drastic mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's what's been happening over centuries. We have, mm-hmm. we people have been organizing around multiple issues, around mm-hmm. abortion, around um, anti-blackness, about workforce discrimination, about housing. People have been organizing, about, uh, uh, organizing around all kinds of certain things in all kinds of different places in all kind of different settings. Mm-hmm. And that that kind of that kind of collective work, even it though we may not know each culture. other, it changes the culture. And right. that's what that's what we do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like us in a podcast space. There's somebody who we're doing it in a podcast space. Somebody else is doing it in a, in a literature in a literature mm-hmm. way like a Toni Morrison. Mm-hmm. Um somebody else is doing it on TV like Janet Mock. Somebody else mm-hmm. is doing it through in, sex work. Through, through sex work, decriminalizing sex work. You can just, there's organizer in each and every genre of um, area of where we where we are oppressed. There's somebody mm-hmm. doing and the black work. Trans women are there. Yeah, 
not in black every single sector, but yeah, we've been doing the work too. Just mm-hmm. like cis black men have been doing mm-hmm. the work. Just like cis black women have been doing the work. Mm-hmm. Just like there's some white people that have been doing the work in Dismantle Mentally. Look at Jane Elliott. You get know what I'm saying? There mm-hmm. are people out here doing the work, so do not say things <laughs> like, <laughs> do not say things like that imply that other people are not doing the work right. or that other people's work is bigger less or better. Less valuable. Less yeah. valuable. We mm-hmm. all have our part to do and some 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 actions and organization organizing that we do takes little steps and right. some actions takes big steps. You get yeah. what I'm saying? It just it's that's just how the nature of breaking down the system works. Mm-hmm. And so don't devalue other people's work. Right. I I, I completely agree with that. And and also um I have a question. What type of ignorance do you ignore? I'm always <laughs> like super educator. Like I feel like I can try to um, educate everyone and maybe I can change people's, not perspectives, but change the way they look at certain things and like them, make them keep, not make them, but have them still keep their 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 same perspective and maybe uh if they disagree or they agree um maybe they might be educated what type of comments do you or or just uh commentary do you just be like oh no this you're not even worth trying uh, for me to even reach you in any type of way i'm just gonna let you stay in your ignorant box where everything is sticks and stones what type do i ignore um hmm it's it's how far you are like if you if you like I'm not go- if you can't even get my pronoun straight, mm-hmm. we can't have a conversation. If you can't even grasp the idea of transness in a way that you can respect who I am, I'm not I'm not entertaining you. If you if you are white and your racist your racist views are so far over there, it's no point in me wasting my time with you. I can't. You feel what I'm saying? You're not on the fence. Like, I like people who are on the fence, who are not so far left, um, or I mean, so far right, um, that I can't even, like, I can't get, I we can't even meet on a middle ground. You are just against my humanity. You are just a, you are fundamentally against who I am, and you're not giving way. You're not giving any leeway. I can't waste my time on you, because there's no point. So mm-hmm. I, I guess I ignore the ones that are so far that, you like literally are not trying to get it. Like you're not even. Even if I spoke to you and tried to talk common sense, and you're deciding, you're making it very clear that you are against whatever, whatever that is progressive. Uh, but I don't think it's common sense. I I feel like I know that what my ideologies are. I know that what my politics are are a little radical, are a little um new. Um, I know that the country that I was born in. the foundation of it is based in white supremacy. I know that the history of this country and also the foundation of it is the degradation of black bodies. I understand that um, I was born in a world where um, gender are not fluid. Gender are... The female is positioned as the lesser. I understand that. Like, I understand that those are the common things. What I'm saying is a new thing. What I'm saying is a new approach that is 
not oppressive. I don't think it's common. I think that it's something that is new, that is going to take, that is going to have resistance, that is going to take some patience, that is going to take some bold steps, that is going to take some integrity and consistency that we haven't seen before. It's going to take a level of not compromising. It's going to take a level of small steps and a level of big steps. And I think I'm seeing that um, now more than ever. And because I've analyzed this work, I know when you're bullshitting me. I know when your steps can be bigger. I know when you're taking little steps intentionally. And so if or no steps at all intentionally. So if you are not willing to work with me in the direction that I want to go, we're just enemies. And that's how it's going to be. And I don't need to waste my time in educating you. I don't need to waste my time in explaining myself to you. I don't need to um, waste my time. This show is for people um, who are willing to listen, who are willing to learn, who are open to learn, um, not necessarily preaching to the choir. There's some people who listen to us and they know what, you know, they know the basic stuff that we're talking about. But I like it to be a combination of information that you don't know and a combination of some new stuff that you might not know or a different perspective that you might not know. And that's what that's those are the people who I feel like I can reach. I can't reach a clans member. I can't reach a person who doesn't think I'm a woman. I, I can't reach a person, those people who are so far right or so far conservative, I can't reach those people. And it's a waste of my time to go back and forth to them when I can use my time in a whole different productive way. I just It's just, just definitely a waste of my time. Yeah. That it, makes it, sense. Yeah, I can't deal with you know, I can't deal with it. If I tell you about your implicit bias and you're trying to tell me that it doesn't exist, you're trying to tell me, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, okay, cool. Then where then are we going? We, we're not going, we're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. I'm definitely talking to a brick wall. Yeah. So, so stay where you at. I'll stay where I'm at. Yeah. Have a good day. That makes sense. What about you? But that Z? makes me think about, go ahead. Um, I decided if I felt like, being an educator or not that day, like <laughs> that's <simple. laughs> really like if I felt like talking, felt like replying to it, I replied to it. But if you're gonna disrespect me, of course I'm not about to. We're not gonna have that. No. Right. <laughs> Basically, the same as Yeah, that's what that's really what it boils down to. Like yeah. if you're not giving me, like there's you're so far left, so far right. Mm-mm, I can't, I can't deal. It's a waste of my time. No, I agree. Like, so, I'm never going to come to a trans, a, a, a clans group and sit there and talk to y'all. Like, y'all are, Ooh. if you made it to this clans group and this is what y'all feeling, I would never come in that space. But like, y'all that, too far. But there's been times where people were able to, like, change, well, yeah, change people's perspective. Like, that movie with... um Oh, what's her name? Cookie. What's Cookie's real name? Taraja P. Taraja P. Johnson. Where is P. she? P. Henson. P. Henson. Where she was um, the old lady in mm-hmm. the South. And she was, um, but I forgot the real story. But basically, they he was a Klan's leader. And he turned and 
and her name was Ann Atwater. Completely the different direction. I. She was, but the difference in that is there was a direct benefit in doing that labor for her. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That makes sense. It was a direct benefit. Me just coming in, unless if I see a direct benefit, like I'm, I'm coming in this space because you're blocking. Um, something direct I, I it has to be something where i have to have a a big stake that in i have to in, confront that you. i have to confront you about this like okay. you're literally there's something directly that i that you can impact mm-hmm. then yes but if just me you know like you do you more mm-hmm. i'm in the uber and i want to talk to you and see what your views is and try to change you in that moment i'm not that person like mm-hmm. I, i'm not um I, I'm not going to do it randomly. It has to be something that's going to be really impactful. And so if you get to having conversations as weird to me, I shut down. I stop talking. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, that's me. I'm very, oh, uh, okay. Okay, I see this. You're not going nowhere. Like, with, I, for example, I'll get in a car with somebody and they're playing gospel music on on the radio. Mm. And I'll say, okay, or some kind of right-wing gospel music. And so, or, you know, like I've been being in Ubers and they're giving, um, and there's some preachy anti-gay shit happening on the, on the radio station that they're listening to. I was like, Hey, sweetie, can you cut that off for me? (laughs) Okay. You know, and then it'll, it may start a conversation about their religious beliefs. And if it's so, if they get to talking about how, you know, how anti-gay they are, I'm like, okay, well, girl, this is going to get you a one star. Well, I would stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> I might change the Uber, yeah, Uber bitch. Yeah, I'll, I'll, or, yeah, or that. Or, oh, let me call somebody else. And st- I've been in situations like that. And if I feel like I'll play with it a little bit to see where you're going to go with it. Mm-hmm. But if you so, if you're, when you start talking and you're so far right, I feel like it's a waste of my time. And I don't I need agree. that labor. And this is violent. And I got to go. I gotta stop. You're protecting yourself, your, yeah. your aura. And yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, what's her name? Wendy Cooper. Wendy Cooper. Thank you, Wendy Cooper. And thank you for the people that are out here doing work in all sectors of black liberation. Thank you so much. And I think we did a show. Yeah. Make sure you check out the article I did about Toni Morrison. I'll have the link in the bottom I want to thank Terrell J. Starr for hooking me up with that gig. They paid me really well. Really, really appreciate that. I have an article coming up with Essence. I don't have a link to that yet because it's still in the works. So, you know, I have the link to everything in the bottom. And shout out to Bag Ladies for showing us love on their newest episode. Um, a Stephanie Alina. Y'all know I love y'all. All right. Thank y'all for listening to the show. I think that's it, y'all. Yeah. Bye. We'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) y'all.